Thank you for joining us at Christchurch Dunstable. Now on with our daily devotions. Well, good morning. When chaos reigns, what do you do? When disaster threatens, how do you respond? Yesterday in verses 1 to 8 of Psalm 55, Ross vividly described from this psalm the smell of hell in the face of suffering and pointed us to the one Christ Jesus, who alone is our place of escape through his willing embrace of the cross. Today's passage in verses 9 to 19 keeps the smell of hell in our nostrils, but shapes it into 24-7 hostility, even betrayal. And wonderfully, it reminds us that God is available 24-7 to hear and rescue his people. Well, let's pray before we read the passage together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you hear the cry of your church across the world with so many believers being in danger of their lives in the face of violence and oppression. But we thank you too that you know and understand each of our individual circumstances. And we ask that whatever we're facing today, we may draw strength from you in your word by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let's read together Psalm 55, reading verses 9 to 19. Lord, confuse the wicked, confound their words. For I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they prowl about on its walls. Malice and abuse are within it. Destructive forces are at work in the city. Threats and lives, threats and lies never leave its streets. If an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God, as we walked about among the worshippers. Let death take my enemies by surprise. Let them go down alive to the realm of the dead, for evil finds lodging among them. As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning and noon I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them, because they have no fear of God. Well, this passage of the Psalms in verses 9 to 19 keeps the smell of hell in our nostrils, as I said earlier. The terrors of verse 4 take human shape in the form of 24-7 round-the-clock hostility, culminating in betrayal. But there's a step change you'll notice at verse 16, as the psalmist, ultimately fulfilled in the person of Jesus himself, calls out to God for deliverance. And how wonderfully we discover that the 24-7 hostility is matched by the 24-7 availability of the God who rescues his people. Let me pause for a moment and offer a word of general advice about the Psalms before we get into the text in more detail. It's important to realise that on the whole, for the most part, the Psalms have their fulfilment as Jesus Christ's songbook and prayer book. If you think of the Lord Jesus as singing the Psalms and leading his church in praying the Psalms, it will help you keep the Christ-centred focus of the Psalms as the prayer and songbook of the Old Testament. Now, to be sure, and hear this carefully too, the voice of the Lord Jesus is not the only voice of the Psalms. Sometimes the psalmist deliberately states the point of view of the person or people hostile to God, or the psalmist confesses his own sins or his own frustration at what God seems to be doing or, or not doing 
or permitting. But the context usually makes clear where the voice is. And even then, uh, for example, when the psalmist acknowledges his sin and confesses his sin, or speaks about the discipline of God or his judgment in the case of the unbeliever, even then, when the world seems dark and the psalmist seems bewildered and alone, remember that the Lord Jesus, the Saviour, is the one whom, who trusted God in the face of his betrayal, who prayed for the cup of judgment to pass in the garden, and yet who declared, not my will but yours be done. He's the one who suffered upon the cross, taking the sins of his people, who bore the wrath of God upon himself, the sinless one, on the cross, the one who was vindicated by God and rose again. The Psalms often take up one or more of these themes as the Psalm looks beyond the praise or suffering of David, say, or Asaph, towards the Lord Jesus, David's greatest son. Well, that's a general word, but now let's get into the passage here in Psalm 55. And we see, first of all, when distress is round the clock, verses 9 to 15, when distress is round the clock. King David knows very well that prayer, verse 9, is the answer to the suffering he's facing. Prayer is always the solution, not flight to run away from the problem. Oh, it's lovely to imagine that we have the wings of a dove and could fly away to live elsewhere, verse 6. My secret hideaway place I long to be in times of stress is, well, maybe I'll keep that to myself if that's okay, rather than divulge the secret. But prayer is the real solution, not flight. So that with God, we face the foe, whether that's stress, illness or weakness of ourselves or a loved one, or direct hostility from others as David is facing in our psalm. And David prays, verse 9, Lord, confuse the wicked, confound their words, for I see violence and strife in the city. The abundance of David's danger is sensed especially if we grasp the movement of the hostile forces in verses 10 and 11 from the encircling walls of Jerusalem to the inside of the city, referred to twice, malice and abuse are within it, destructive forces are at work in the city, and then to the individual streets. It's a poetic way of saying that violence and strife is everywhere. Little wonder, therefore, that the psalmist's distress is indeed round the clock. Do you see that? Verse 10. Day and night they prowl about on its walls, literally daily and nightly, which expresses the sense of all the time. The extent of David's danger becomes very clear to us. Wherever there are people, these evils flourish round the clock. Look at the heaping up of seven evils in verses 9 to 11. One insightful commentator has styled it this way. Violence, people hurting people. Strife, people fighting people. Malice, people hating people. Abuse, people molesting and exploiting people. Destructive force, people tearing people apart. Threats, people manipulating people. And lies, people deceiving people. Well, how hard it must have been for King David to govern the city in those circumstances. But it's not over yet, it gets even worse. There's betrayal in verses 12 to 14 by one of David's own inner circle. Now, of course, we don't know when and by whom this was David's experience, but we do know, of course, exactly how it came to the Lord Jesus through one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. What excruciating pain to be, by, to be betrayed by one whom you love the most. And God's king prays in the way that only God's king can pray for his betrayer and all those against him 
and the living God to be overpowered and vanquished in judgment. And we realise with a shudder that yesterday's smell of hell has become today's fire of hell for those hostile to God. What a fearful position to be in. Especially for those who had all the privileges of sweet fellowship with the Lord and his people and yet turned their back upon him as Judas did. Yet, what is the Lord's servant to do in this terrible situation? Fly away? No, as we have the hint in verse 9, the Lord's servant is to pray. For when distress is round the clock, secondly, prayer is continuously available. Prayer is continuously available, verses 16 to 19. Look at verse 16 with me. As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Here's the turning point of the psalm, you see. This is the triumphant assurance. The king is unshakable, for God is ever-present and powerful. The Lord's servant must remember that his dependence is upon the Lord, who is the source of all his strength. And God never lets us down. Never, ever lets us down. And that powerful rescue is available as continuously as the distress too was round the clock. Verse 17, evening, morning and noon, I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. Evening, morning and noon. This is the biblical way of describing the 24 hours of the day. Regularity, setting specific times apart from prayer, for prayer and keeping to them in a disciplined way. That's something that the Bible encourages. This was the way of Daniel. Look at Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 for example. How in spite of Nebuchadnezzar's self-glorifying edict, Daniel went to his upper room with its windows open towards Jerusalem, knelt down three times a day to pray. What confidence, not only in God's future purposes for the city of God, but in God himself through the means of prayer, morning, noon and night. Maybe Daniel caught the vision of praying throughout the day in the disciplined way of Psalm 55 verse 17. Remember, prayer is a powerful yet simple thing. Not necessarily lengthy, but surely frequent and regular. It's not about how often or when, but it is about setting aside time in our God-given day and using our God-given abilities. Time to read a verse of the Bible. Time to call upon God. Well, what was true of David and on his lips as God's promise of deliverance was, of course, true of the Lord Jesus upon the cross as he looked forward to his vindication through resurrection. Verse 18, he rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. God, who is enthroned from of old, who does not change, he will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. Well, let's tremble at the fires of hell that await those who have no fear of God. But above all, let's embrace the Saviour who himself embraced the fires of hell in our place, on our behalf, so that we can know rescue from hell's clutches. And let's resolve to pray as not only David and Daniel did, but as the Saviour himself prayed. In the morning watch, at noon and at night, looking to the living God continuously for the help and strength to live every day in this chaotic and hostile world. For his glory. Let's pray together, shall we? Let's pray. Oh Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our Lord Jesus, the one who endured upon the cross the sheer hostility of the world and the devil, bearing our sins and your wrath against our sins, so we can know what it is to be forgiven and rescued. Please strengthen our commitment to depend upon you constantly in prayer, just like your servants of old prayed. 
and as our Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated continuously. And grant that we may trust you to bring us through whatever stress or weakness or fear may threaten us this day into the everlasting joy and peace of your glorious presence. And we ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you today. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to our Christchurch Dunstable podcast. Tune in every weekday to listen to our daily devotions. And why not visit our website, ccd.church, to find more resources. Christchurch Dunstable, bringing the hope of Christ from the heart of Dunstable.